From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. And back with us this week, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, uh, with us as well. And uh, some special guests to introduce to you just uh, in, in a little bit tonight. And uh, just a, a great privilege to have them with us. And we'll introduce them in a few minutes. Let's get right to it, those now, and uh, introduce our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks. In May, 19 house church leaders from the Beijing area signed a petition to China's legislature calling for an end to the ongoing persecution of Chinese Christians. As the pastors attempt to work within the legal system, the petition respectfully quotes specific articles of China's constitution and bases its appeals on the decades-old promise of liberty of religious faith that has not been honored. The petition also documents house church members being arrested and forced to vacate their places of worship. The Voice of the Martyrs will continue to track the status of the petition. For the latest, go online to persecution.com. And again, friends, a great reminder of the wonderful freedoms that we have here in the United States of America, at least at the moment. And we need to take advantage of those and uh, be grateful and thankful for those freedoms that we do have and be in prayer for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted for simple things like meeting to pray together and uh, having a church service. Just a reminder, friends, if you'd like to find out more about opportunities to serve, Elaine has a couple for you coming up here, but uh, just remember that our website has a wonderful daily update page on it that Elaine uh, updates a couple times every day. We do. That's at vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. Click on the little red flashy thing oh, icon. Gizmo. Daily gizmo. Yeah, yeah. And the, the red flashy <laughs> thing will take you to the daily update page, and you'll find out new opportunities to serve. Also, if you are on Facebook, and probably among many of us that are questioning, what in the world are they doing with the new format? It is just absolutely mind-boggling <laughs> to me. I, you know, this new ticker on this, I don't know. But anyway, if you're there, why, uh, you can also follow Advancing Vibrant Communities there. And we put up real-time needs there. It's one of the fastest ways we can get information to you. And uh, it's at facebook.com backslash Advancing Vibrant Communities or just uh, search for Advancing Vibrant Communities on Facebook and you'll get in touch with us. 
us there? Well, shall we take a look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way? Lend a hand list is what they call it. And a day of hope is having a fundraiser yard sale. Who doesn't love a yard sale? And it's not just California. You know, they have. I'd like to sell my yard, actually. Those <laughs> You've got a piece of a, yard to sell. Uh, that's not what you meant, was it? Uh, no. uh, Probably not. What did I say? A yard did sale. I, those Titanic, whatever you, yes, right. as you call yeah. them. Yeah. Anyway, um, yard sales going on everywhere. And there's one at a church in Turlock, the Enclave Community Church, all about raising money to distribute 500, count them, 500 Thanksgiving baskets. Can you believe mm. it's Thanksgiving Amen. time already? No. Uh, for hungry families in the community. And donations of yard sale worthy items are greatly appreciated and can be dropped off at the Enclave Community Church. That's at 581 East Canal Drive, uh, all the way up through um, September 30th, and you can drop uh, all of your goodies there. Volunteers 14 years and older are needed to help sort and price these items, uh, so you can get involved with that. Additional food collection, preparation, and distribution days uh, prior to Thanksgiving, of course. Uh, you can follow the link uh, that they have there for you. A Day of Hope a program of the Associated Students, uh, Inc. of CSU Stanislaus, gives hope and encouragement by delivering baskets of food and turkeys to homeless or under-resourced families throughout Stanislaus County each Thanksgiving. This is awesome, a day of hope. So get involved with this. Uh, greatly uh, encourage that. Then the American Cancer Society, making strides against breast cancer. Yes, a celebration of survivorship is taking place on Sunday, October 9th. That's coming up very soon. Check-in is at 8 a.m., followed by an opening ceremony with the walk beginning at 9, starting at the Gallo Center for the Arts and traveling through downtown Modesto. Since 1993, nearly 6 million walkers have raised more than $400 million nationally at these non-competitive events to save lives from breast cancer. Individuals of all ages are encouraged to walk in this first ever local event to raise donations from family, friends, and coworkers. Uh, this is your opportunity to not only honor breast cancer survivors and remember people we have lost, but also to raise funds and awareness to help save lives and create a world with less breast cancer, uh, and more birthdays. Uh, we have a dear, dear friend uh, battling breast cancer right now as we speak, and uh, so we just uh, uh, encourage this uh, as well. And uh, keeping Ramona in our prayers also. The American Red Cross providing relief to victims of disaster and helping people to prevent, prepare for, and respond uh, to emergencies. Volunteer opportunities are available now for interested individuals ages 15 and above and include but are not limited to general office, including support to management, health and safety, and disaster departments. Um, the ARC, American Red Cross, provides relief to victims of disaster and helps prevent, prepare for, and prepare for and respond to emergencies, uh, providing the emergency communication link between military and their families and conduct safety and first aid classes for the community. If you have any further questions on any of these items, dear friends, call our friend Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email Barbara. She's at bborba at uastan.org. 
We have two major appliances needed during some major hard times for mm. a Modesto family, and they need a gas stove to cook on and a washing machine to launder their clothing. If you can help out with either, please let us know, and we'll make pickup and delivery arrangements for this family. 209-544-9571 is our numbers, um, and we'll uh, make those uh, make that possible for them. We also have some grandparents uh, raising their grandson in series. And, you know, that's not such an uncommon thing these yeah, days. Right. But what they need is a refrigerator that works. Mm. I want to emphasize that. And a tough position for them to be in right now. So, uh, And sometimes it's hard for people to ask for what they need. Uh, sometimes they need a little extra help. Again, if you can help them with uh, any of these items, call us, and we'll uh, make the connection there. 209-544-9571. And a great event coming up on October 14th uh, down at the uh, Center uh, Plaza and the Healthy Aging yes. a- Healthy Aging yes. Summit. <coughs> Excuse me. And I guess I'm aging. I don't know. Well, you better make that summit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just a, a wealth of information. And uh, there will pe- be people there to do some diagnostic things mm-hmm. as, as well, testing hearing, testing eyesight. And, Talk about uh, fall prevention. Fall prevention, yes, exactly. Speaking. ABC will be there. You Elaine bet. will be there. And, and uh, our, our chairman, Dr. Robert Chin, is hoping he can be there as well. And uh, he, he may have some uh, some wonderful things to provide as well. So we uh, encourage you. And what, what is the age bracket on that? I mean, Well, you, you know, seniors, I don't know where you draw the line with seniors. So I don't know. I'm not one, 50, of course. You're so. in denial is what you are. <laughs> but anyway. Despite what AARP says, I'm not a You're still getting senior. letters from them, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, Keep those yeah. cards and letters coming. But Doing anyway, <laughs> it's coming up on October uh, 14th, and uh, you can give us a call if you'd like for information. I want to let that. you know this is a free event, and mm. I think about 1,000 people it's attended. That, you know, you have lunch and uh, free blood pressure screenings. Bring your prescriptions in. They'll go through them for you. They won't take them or anything, but they will go through them for you and let you know you know what's what you have any questions they'll answer them for you door prizes uh, things to win and just lots of fun it's a great day great event Uh, people are being bussed in Uh, again it's a free event just a wonderful wonderful uh, day for everybody yeah tremendous resources there again that's coming up on uh, october 14 hey a big thank you to big valley christian school junior hires uh, about 18 of them yeah. Uh, plus a couple of parents and our, our good friend uh, Duranda Marshall came out with us yeah. uh, last week. And uh, we went out in the alleyways, and I think we covered a, at least a 1,000 linear feet of, of walls uh, graf- painting out graffiti, I Lots think. Lots of stuff. Yeah, we, we covered a lot of territory. They were just absolutely incredible. And our thanks to Big Valley Christian School uh, Junior Hires for coming out and beautifying the community that way. And they pray over every area that they paint out and uh, pray for the the gangbangers that wrote the graffiti, that their hearts will be changed, and also praying for the safety of the community. And a big thank you as well to uh, Modesto Rotary, who uh, helped buy the paint that we used uh, for our graffiti wipeouts. So a a great community uh, effort there. And how about Chief Harden? Oh, wasn't that fun? Yeah, Modesto Police Chief. Mike Harden came out and, and met the kids out there at uh, at one of the, actually at our first site and that that was such a, a neat thing you know for him nice to come photo out. Up for him. That was a great yeah and and just a, a very thankful for him to take the time to come out and be with us. And Elaine, you had a, a very cool experience uh, not too long ago going to Washington D.C. to the Hill. I did. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about some of the highlights there. Well, you know, it was all made possible 
of course, uh, the ground was uh, laid by one of our guests tonight, uh, Yami Latin, will be talking about that. Uh, I um, am connected with a wonderful organization, and we're going to be talking about that on the show here tonight, uh, LEC, which stands for Latino Emergency Council. And uh, they kind of laid the groundwork. And FEMA, and we've been hearing a lot about FEMA in the news, FEMA actually funded the trip. And another uh, friend from LEC and I were sent there, Sally Ayala Perez, uh, and I went there together. And we had some very fun and funny moments. But the purpose of our trip was to partner with a lot of the other Latino leaders uh, within our country to congregate there and to find out what everybody else is doing around the country for emergency preparedness, particularly for the Latino communities, and to find out how we can better partner together, work together, and what we can do to better our communities. And I was there, of course, representing the faith-based uh, part of our piece here uh, in our community. And I was just amazed, Pastor Mike, at the representation of the faith-based communities mm. that were there at this uh, conference and within the FEMA organization. I walked away with a, a brand new respect and honor for uh, our FEMA organization and what they've been through, uh, you know, post-Katrina and mm. pre-Katrina actually, and just the wonderful stories, uh, inspiration. There was a survivor from 9-11 there wow. and just so many wonderful stories of encouragement and inspiration. And it was just a fantastic fantastic conference overall. Sally and I were able to visit and share uh, what we're doing here in Modesto, California with the LEC in Stanislaus County with uh, Congressman's office and Senator's office. And it was just a uh, uh, truly, truly uh, a wonderful uh, visit. And of course, the groundwork was laid. We want to say a big thank mm. you to Yamilet, to Dale Butler, a president of uh, LEC here in Stanislaus County, David Jones, who uh, orchestrated the meetings for us. And of course, you, Pastor Mike, uh, allowing me the time away from ABC to do this. It was just, I can't say enough good things from start to finish. This trip was successful. We accomplished what we went there for, learned a lot. Um, uh, from FEMA, uh, Craig Fugate and his wife, just wonderful, mm. humble people. You just get a sense that there were some very God-fearing people there who just had a willingness to work together, a sense of community. And they talked about making alliances with our local leaderships, relationships, the things that we're doing here already. It just reinforced what we're all doing, the partnerships. And Yamilet will uh, encourage us and, and speak with uh, about those things with us tonight as well. But it was just wonderful. And like I said, Sally and I had some very fun and funny moments. I won't tell you that we got off the plane and walked directly into a men's restroom, trying to get into the women's restroom, things like that. It was just, it was just a crazy funny time. But you know, we, we let you out I know. for a couple days, and, and, and there you go. Now, Yamila, you had the opportunity, uh, was it last year, to, to go there as well? Yes, I had the opportunity to go there last year, and it was the very first time that they had um, mm, yeah. organized something of this nature, and so I really uh, I really wanted to have more people from Stanislaus County to mm -hmm. attend and build these alliances like Elaine was stating. It's very important that that they also keep us in mind here in Stanislaus County uh, the different, uh, you know, different opportunities, different things we can celebrate together. We definitely want to be prepared in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be connected with our regional FEMA offices and know, the, you know the context there as well. So I think this really is going to open a lot of doors for uh, 
for them and for us to get to know more about FEMA and for them to go and get to know more about Stanislaus County and about our, the needs. As you know, we have suffered in the past uh, floods. Uh, we've suffered various different situations that we want to ensure that people um, have the correct resources uh, access to to different things uh, information and that's what LEC which is the Latino Emergency Council is about um, it represents its multi organizations mm -hmm. um, including as you know advanced environment communities El Concilio which I represent um, and in various other organizations it creates an effective communications link from the Stanislaus County Office of Emergency Services, which our great David Jones yes. um, is heading, to the Latino community, specific to emergency community communications. Emergency communications can be necessary as a result of natural or human-caused disasters, situations, including f flood, fires, earthquake, terrorist events, extreme weather and power outages. And if we don't have the necessary tools to be able to uh, protect our community or each other, then it's, it's, you know, it's not viable. Yeah, I, th I think one of the problems during an emergency is, uh, unfortunately in our culture today, we assume government is gonna take care of it. And the reality is government does not have the resources no, to right, take care of. Yeah. You know, people assume when the flood hits, well, you know, somebody's gonna come and rescue me. It's well, take a while. Yeah, well, and, and government gets hit with the same uh, with the same thing as well. So it really is incumbent upon the community to look mm -hmm. at its assets and uh, and get them ready and uh, and and prepare. And uh, you know, here in the in the Central Valley in, in the Stanislaus County area, people assume, well, you know, we had a flood, but probably too far away from San Francisco to be affected by an earthquake. You know, pretty safe here. There are some major issues here. Biological warfare mm -hmm. could be a major issue here when That's you look true. at agriculture and and how that it's could affect scary. the waterways that we have. I mean, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of different uh, scenarios. So, anyway, thank you so much for uh, for uh, allowing uh, Lane and, and and facilitating her ability to go. We appreciate that. No, it was it was definitely my pleasure, and um, we are also partnering up for. We want to bring some cert training some training in case of emergency preparedness. And we're working with the fire department, Stanislaus um, Consolidated Fire Department here to be able to do that. Um, we're actually starting in October, we're starting a course um, for Spanish speakers. It's going to start October 4th. And it's basically going to be the 4th, which is, I believe it's a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then the 6th, which is a Thursday from 5 till 9 and um, we'll, I'll definitely leave my numbers and so they can contact us if they want more information. Okay. It's also going to be the Saturdays um, in October, two Saturdays, which is the 15th and the 22nd, which are going to be all days. So during that training, people are going to be able to learn how to respond to something like that. Because like you said, um, Pastor Mike, we cannot rely on government and we need to be prepared. And with these opportunities, as far as like these resources that, um, that we have here that FEMA is bringing to either they're, I think they, 
they were able to send some funding to um, the fire department so they can provide us with some training. Yes. So we're going to start that in October. We should be scheduling one also, um, English one, um, fairly, I believe in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. they're going to start one too. So I, Elaine's going to know all about that and I'm sure she's going to be able to promote it. And you know, this is one of the big things, Yamila, mm-hmm. that they brought out at the conference in DC. Come on in, Valvino. Welcome. Oh, we're so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome. Um, that they brought out in DC was the cert training um and they're doing it all over they want to for this to happen all over the place Let, let's give them that as community emergency response team yes and, and, and you've gone through it we have and so, so has yamilet and so has Valvino. welcome my friend talk, We're so glad talk to a little bit here. about what it what's involved what you learn and and how that's benefited you well this was all new to me and of course we're very big on the training but basically it's helping your you want to help your family out should and a fire, earthquake, any sort of disaster help out, you want to secure your family and then reach out to your neighbors and to help them. And you want to help the emergency, the first responders, to help do their jobs better, basically is what our jobs are to do in that regard. And what are some of the things that they had you do? Because I got pictures. We, I have um, pictures we of put you. out <laughs> some fires. Tell us we little, helped yeah, people right. Real uh, fires, to remove yeah. them yeah. from some rubble and things like that, <laughs> and you know, to help remove victims and and to just uh, help. Sometimes you're saving lives, and yes. uh, you're in real situations, and you respond accordingly. And sometimes you just start where you are, and just basic things like that. And you know, teaching people uh, CPR, we should all know those things, and just uh, basic uh, life saving life saving principles. Uh, very, very important. And I think so important, Balvino, to yes. have it in Spanish, especially given our area, because we're missing a whole section of our community oh, yeah, if that, we don't provide that uh, that service. Yeah, that is so true. You know, back when they had the uh, the floods, back I think it was in 97, uh, there was a very large community of, of Hispanic people that were not reached and uh, what they found was that the only way and the only way they could communicate with them was to actually send the priest out to talk to them uh, because there was no one available there was no way to communicate with them and they had confidence in, in the priest and and so what we're trying to do here is we're trying to set up a structure so that uh, uh, everyone in the entire community regardless of uh, their ethnic background That's or group right. uh, would would be able to uh, get uh, critical emergency information on an as-needed basis, and it's, it is spread out. And the way the CERT program is set up is kind of like a pyramid so that you have people all over the entire county that are bilingual, that speak different languages, that can, that can work in their neighborhoods and in their areas because there are times in emergency situations where we don't have enough fire trucks, we don't have enough ambulances, we don't have enough police to spread out. And when you have community people that are experienced and have been trained, uh, they can become the leaders for this area and they can sustain these groups yes. until the emergency services can mm-hmm. come and then they can get put into the fold and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, sent to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, triage areas or whatever needs to be done. And I, th- <clears throat> I think one of the, the great functions and great benefits of the Latino Emergency Council is to build that bridge. Yeah. You know, and, and you just mentioned the word trust. Yes. Very important, isn't oh, it? 
Absolutely. Right? No, that is extremely important. And one of our goals and motives is to try to get to all of the different Latino organizations and get to their leaderships because that's where it starts. It starts at the top, and the leaders are the ones that can spread the word out, can build that confidence with the community, and that can set the stage uh, for dealing with emergencies. Yeah, that's one of the big things that they brought out in the conferences there at D.C. is to you know have those alliances and build those relationships and the trust with the local leaders and have that within the community. Wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, again, we thank you for the opportunity that Elaine has uh, oh, to yeah. represent AVC. We're, we're greatly privileged to be able to be part of that. And, and again, you're doing such a wonderful work, such an important work in, in building that bridge and that trust uh, with, with all segments of our, uh, of our right. community. And uh, I want to go back to Washington, D.C., just just uh, for a minute, Elaine, because, you know, we, we tend to get jaded a little bit about government, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, sometimes rightly so, but other times, you know, the government is doing some good things, and, and they do some things extremely well. And uh, FEMA has been around a long time. It is, you know, a federal emergency management agency, now under Homeland Security, and uh, tied to uh, the State Office of Emergency Services, which is now known as CalEMA, mm -hmm. the Emergency Management Agency. Got to change all our nomenclature here, you know, from, amazing, from my old days involved in it. But it is, uh, it is an incredible network when it's allowed to, to, uh, to work correctly. And I think, you know, we, we, got, we have to credit FEMA with taking the initiative to provide this opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, to come and, and, and contact the locals and bring them in and build those incredible alliances uh, that are there. And you've been building alliances for a long time, yes. my friend, oh, you know, right? And, and maybe just talk a little bit about how you've seen alliances benefit our community and, and the importance of feeding and, and nurturing those relationships. Well, it, it's so important. And the thing that a lot of people forget is that, you know, basically we all have the same needs. And it doesn't matter what ethnic group you are or what color you are. Uh, if there's an emergency, I mean, we all bleed the same. And so uh, we, we need to remember that. And so, uh, uh, you know, during emergencies and stuff, it's always good that you have the alliances so that there's a comfort level in helping each other and uh, and uh, bringing the communities together. And, um, you know, uh, it's good to build alliances, but a lot of times there are groups that just get left out. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have seniors, yes. for example, that uh, that are, are, are handicapped or they don't have a telephone or they're in a trailer by it, by, you know, mm -hmm. by themselves. And you need alliances because you need somebody to say, well, you know, we need to go out mm. and help these people. And unless you have those alliances created and unless you have systems beforehand, then in a crisis, we all know that in a crisis, you know, you're you're trying to deal with the situation and you forget things that are critical and important. And you try to to have an alliances so that those details are taken care of beforehand and they don't just happen or, or, you know, cause lives to be lost. So important to lay that foundation ahead of That's time, so true. isn't it? And, and Yamalet, as, as, mm -hmm. uh, as you've worked in, uh, in the community, we have found that government, uh, especially over the past, I don't know, nine, ten years that we've been involved, has been really open 
you know, uh, and it's not a perfect world, but we found that especially for the faith-based community, very open to talking, to meeting, to forging uh, relationships and alliances, as, as you said, Balvino. Um, maybe, Yamilod, if you can give us just your, your impression of our need as a community to take advantage of this opportunity that we have to, uh, to work with government and to forge some, uh, some new roads. No, it's true. Even though, of course, we all know that we're not we're we're not in the best um, in the in our the best economic times. You know, we're definitely not in the in the best of times. But that's when we need to uh, build those alliances, and I think that's when we realize that we really need to work together. Um, so we we do through like for example, I I heard about this great opportunity through our um, mother organization, which is NCLR, which is National Council of La Raza. And they're the ones who said, you know, we need some representatives from each county that can represent because you need to let them know, make them aware about your county, about the issues that you're that, that you're facing and about um, what would you like to see more of FEMA do with us here. So um, it, that's just one segment. But it is true. I feel even like with local government, um, they're definitely open to to conversations. They're definitely open to um, talking about issues that that are going on with our communities um but we also have to realize that they're not i mean they're they're not magicians too and um and i think that we need to look look at at it this way that we have to work together and we can't continue to just be asking give me give me it's like how can we do this let's work on this together um whether it's volunteering whether it's um, um working on a project together there's there's been great projects that are are happening in, in our county and um, or cities, and I think those are the things that um, that are are coming up be- because of this. Because there's not enough funding for certain things, and people are, are starting to, um, you know, they take personal ownership now, and um, we are all personal stakeholders on our communities, our neighborhoods, and um, like Belvina was saying, we all need the same things. We all want safety and security. We all want to feel safe in our homes. We all want to feel, we all want to ensure that our kids have access to education. And so um, there's so many different things that we all want. And so we all need to work together to to allow not just us, but also allow the people that come um, or that our neighbors or the people that come afterwards also have the opportunity to have access to also those resources and those great things. Absolutely. Before we go into the break, how mm-hmm. can people find out about this great opportunity to take the CERT training yes. uh, coming up in Spanish? Uh, can they contact you, Yamlet? Would that be a good way? Yes, to- they can either contact um, they can contact me directly. Uh, my name is Yamilet, and they can contact me by phone at two zero nine three three eight five seven one six. Again, that's two zero nine three three eight five seven one six, or they can email me at y. V as in Victor, A as in Apple, L as in Larry, at El Concilio, E-L-C-O-N-C-I-L-I-O dot O-R-G. 
Awesome. Again, that phone number, friends, 209-338-5716, All right. We're going to be back with uh, a whole lot more here in just a minute because we have a big congratulations uh, to pass along uh, right after this. We've invited the musical group Salvador to revisit us and sing their wonderful song entitled Neighbor. How appropriate, huh? Here for you on Lighthouse Live, and we will return with lots more fun. in a color, what's in a name, what makes us different when what we want's the same, power to progress, a power to peace, so glad that we can worship inequality, what separates us from our fellow man, is it the fear of what we do not understand? And talking for the while And sit down for supper And speak our mind And reminisce how fast the good times they go by
Salvador. Man, that <laughs> wants me to. I feel like polishing my trumpet and getting. Man, that rocks. Uh, I you ought to bring that. that thing out. Well, you no, we do that. We don't want to drive this people is your away. Show. No, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you guys we, ought to hear him. This no, dude can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, oh. I just, I, I was thinking, uh, you, you know. You, I mean, this will obviously date us, but going back to you know, the age of Tower of Power yes. in Chicago. That's and okay with some me. Of those Chicago's with one of my favorites. Dynamic yes. brass sections. Love and it. plus the message of that. You know, that, that's something. I think we ought to put it on the loudspeakers out there in the street. We'll, 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 hey, I, we'll crank that thing <laughs> 9 o'clock every morning yeah. and, uh, right. and, and get calls okay. from the neighbors, I'm sure. We're back with you here at Lighthouse awesome, Live and yeah. so happy to be. Thank you wherever you are listening. We have some dynamite guests. Did we? formally introduce our friends tonight or did we just get into yeah, it? Yeah, we kind of got into it. You yeah, know, <laughs> your, your sidekick here kind of went, you know, went off on a tangent. When, when I think of LEC and Latino Emergency Council, uh, it strikes a, a chord very close to my heart because uh, there is none more treasured in our uh, community than this organization that we have been partnered with for what, oh, six years mm -hmm. now? Balvino, uh, Irizarry, and Yamilet Valladolid. And I tell you, when we run through the board of directors, of course, our president and our leader, Dale Butler, and then there's David Jones and uh, yourselves and uh, Sally uh, Ayala Perez and um, Cindy Marks, and who am I leaving out? Uh, and and right, right here, this just, when we were in D.C., we received word, Sally and I, that uh, LEC received the Effective Partnership Award of 2011. How sweet awesome. is that? Awesome. So we just want to say a big congratulations to uh, LEC of Stanislaus County. So, um, and we during the, the break there, as we were just bebopping around the studio here, <laughs> Yamilet uh, and I were talking about we have a big event coming up uh, this week as we are into Binational Health uh, Fair Week. And uh, Yamilet, let's talk about that and let's talk about the event coming up this week uh, and where it is. Uh, who it involves, and uh, all the particulars, if you will. Sure, definitely. Thank you, Elaine. Um, By National Health Week, it's basically it's a, one of the largest mobilization efforts federal and state government agencies, community-based organizations, and volunteers in the Americas. The purpose is really to improve the health and well-being of the underserved Latino population living in the United States and Canada. It encompasses an, um, a, an annual week-long series of health promotions and uh, various different workshops, insurance referrals, vaccinations, medical screenings. Um, through El Concilio, I have been able to um, lead this effort with the help of various other organizations and, um, and also government agencies to be able to bring an event here to Stanislaus County. Um, this is our seventh year, and what we will have is on Sunday, October 2nd, at Henshaw Middle School, which is located at 1725 Las Vegas Street in Modesto. And I'll repeat that after we're done with this. Um, on this Sunday, October 2nd, we are going to be um, helping with the Sushi Foundation, which is in charge of the medical outreach. Um, we're so blessed to count with their participation. Did you say sushi? Yes, okay, the Sushi okay. Foundation. <laughs> we are going to be offering free medical exams, including uh, dental work, 
uh, dental cleaning, dental work actually is going to be done there, acupuncture. Uh, they're going to have access. People are going to have access to doctors, pediatric, pediatrics. Um, there's going to be blood lab, uh, diabetes screening, cholesterol screenings. We're also going to have other services, wonderful resources. Um, we'll have mental health education. We'll have community resources. Um, we're also we're we're actually going to have advanced environment yes. communities out there, um, but so many wonderful resource booths. We have about forty so far, and health workshops, great activities. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have people doing Zumba demonstrations. Um, we're going to be having a child um, child play area, as well as a senior um, area specific. Um, sometimes we we forget about our, our seniors and we, and you know, it's a shame because the first thing that we think about, Oh, we need to have a child area. Mm-hmm. But, um, this is the first time we're, we're bringing in a senior. I can see the, right. the bounce houses for the seniors. That's right. That's, yeah. that's exactly what we're going to have. <laughs> and pastor Michael be out there. giving oh, demonstrations. Yeah. You, you bring the bounce house. I'll be. It will be, it'll be so much fun. huh? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to bring some more, um, some more activities also for seniors in, 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 in events like these because I think it's very important. It's such a affordable community that needs a lot of um, resources. Um, so we'll, we'll be there with the, with access to, to great information. Of course, we couldn't do that without the support, like I said, of other agencies like the Health Service Agency, Anthem Blue Cross, Health Plan of San Joaquin, Univision, which has been a blessing mm-hmm. to count with, mm-hmm. promoting the event, HealthNet, Modesto City Schools that is providing the, the location, Golden Valley Health Centers, um, AARP, they're the ones who are going to be taking His the, best friend. the, yeah, they're the <laughs> ones who are going to be taking the senior area. Um, and again, like I said, the Sushi Foundation has been a blessing mm-hmm. to work with. Um, they truly are, this is a, a an international organization, um, spelled T-Z-U-C-H-I. Um, they have a website if people want to look that up. It's a wonderful, um, organization. They were their first responders when the, disaster happened in Haiti mm. when the oh. disaster happened in Chile um, mm. so what it's a it's a various volunteers professional volunteers that come together um, doctors uh, dentists hygienists mm. uh, different people of, of just people who are also interested in helping it doesn't have to be professionals <laughs> but what I mean is they have a, a medical outreach piece um, that's one of the Biggest challenges that I, I must say, though, that um, getting local doctors and dentists to participate in these health fairs, that's the biggest challenge, I must say, that I faced um, this year and in the previous years because Sushi Foundation has been an absolute blessing. But we, again, we go back to saying we need to ensure that the personal stakeholders, um, us, the people who we live here, we need to make sure and help um, our community grow and flourish. And one of the things that um, that was um, disheartening to me is the that we were not able to get as many local doctors. Of course, the Sushi Foundation is coming through and bringing some doctors and dentists. But um, that's also a call out for help to ensure that um, that professionals, hygienists, acupuncturists, doctors, dentists, also um, take the time to 
to help. They have a they have a skill that they learned, and um, giving up a couple weekends a year for events like these, we would greatly appreciate. How it. can we change that, Yamalak? I think we we can change that by um, reaching out and doing this. You're allowing me to um, you know to get the word out, and possibly for next year, then we can see a better response. This year, it is too late because we do we did have to get a medical insurance, and we needed to have. I was going to ask licenses. you: Is a possible issue the perceived liability uh, issue, or is that covered by the overall? It's covered. It it's is. covered. Okay. We're we're covered. Um, we're doubly covered um, through my agency, through El Concilio. We have um, insurance, but the Sushi Foundation specifically has a medical insurance, and that's why they need mm. the um, the licenses of various doctors in order to put it under their umbrella. But it's a like I said, it's a wonderful event. Do come out and visit. What, what are the hours? Um, on, on well, the thing is, it's first. It's, it's um, it's first come first serve kind of basis. So we're going to open at seven thirty in the morning. Um, it's really in, in reality. Um, it depends on how many doctors and dentists we have. Mm-hmm. But let's say, like last year, we were able to help five hundred and we, we oh. were able to do five hundred and seventy four medical awesome. procedures. Awesome. Whether it was they saw whether they got their teeth cleaned, whether they got a, a tooth pulled, whether they saw a medical doctor. Um, or if they saw an acupuncturist, but we were able to do 574 and that's in a lapse of, um, last year we, we started at nine. So we were there from nine till two. This year we're starting a little bit early so we can leave a tad bit early, um, because we, we need to make sure that the school that we're, we're we, um, we turned the school back in the original form at four o'clock. Mm. So that means we have to start a little bit earlier because last year we we were able to turn in the keys at six. So what do so, we need in terms of volunteers? We were you and I were discussing volunteers. We need volunteers. Yes, yes. As far as medical and and, and, and professional in that matter, it is too late to get that. But we do need volunteers okay. um, that can come out and either help. Um, Help either setting up on Saturday from one till five. Okay. There at Henshaw Middle School, right. um, Saturday from one till five. I mean, we transform that school. Um, Belvino has participated um, since the very beginning yeah. um, here in the Stanislaus County, and we transform the school. I mean, we have uh, the little chairs, like the um, dental chairs, are inside little boxes, and we're there. We're screwing the little. I mean, we we start from from scratch, mm-hmm. so we do need a lot of help on the Saturday from one till five, and also to put everything away i'm thinking from one till five on sunday that's the that's the time that is more critical um we have enough volunteers to interpret we have enough volunteers for registration but one till five is very crucial um on either day or both days that people can participate but saturday and sunday it's it's going to be very crucial that we get that um that help and how do people get in contact uh, with the same again, phone number? Or again, they can contact me. Um, my name is Yami Led. They can contact me at 209-338-5716, or they can email me at yval, V-A-L, at L-E-L, concilio, C-O-N-C-I-L-I-O, dot O-R-G. And I'll be more than happy to give them information. Awesome. Valvino, you've been involved for a couple of years. Uh, what, what, what kind of response have you seen for the community? What, what, what does it mean to them to be able to take advantage of this? 
Well, it, it really means a lot, and, and I think you see it. Like uh, when you get there at 7.30, you're going to see a big, long line, mm-hmm. and you're going to see a lot of uh, very needy medical people. And these are these are, uh, these are are our community members that don't have the means to be able to go to the hospital and uh, and are unable to. And some of them have, you know, if they've had a, a bad tooth. It's been there for a long, long time. They've been suffering a lot. And when they see an opportunity like this where the community is coming forward to help them, I mean, they're very grateful. They're very appreciative. And uh, you'll see them with their kids, and a lot of times they'll, they'll be there. They'll be sick. And, I mean, you'll see them with their temperatures and with blankets wrapped around them. And, and it's just a, a very needed service in the community. And Elaine, what are you going to be? You're, you'll be manning the or womaning the ABC table. I'll be doing whatever table, they right? need me to do, <laughs> tables, handing out uh, some awesome. LEC packets, emergency uh, preparedness packets, or, um, you know, I'll be on hand if anybody wants prayer or to talk right. to or whatever uh, yeah. anybody needs me to do. I'll, I'll be there on hand. And, you know, I, I was just thinking, I, I'm hoping and praying that no one has to be turned away. Yeah. You know, well, that, that's, um, that's, a, that's a very... Uh, we, unfortunately, need. there's a huge need. Unfortunately, um, there's more need than there are resources, and um, it's it, it's a huge community that has a, um, a big need. And so, maybe in the future, if we have more response from the doctors and the professionals, then then nobody would be turned away. I mean, like you said, you know, that's really what our, our we pray that that would happen, but. Now, do you have to come from a specific geographical area to to be served, or is no, it? no? We we definitely want to f- we want to focus on people who are uninsured that don't have access to medical services. Not just because oh, there's a doctor across the street, I'd rather just go, even though I have insurance. Right. No, it's really we, but we don't ask. Um, but we really would like it to be for people who don't have access to our insurance, yes. um, primarily. Mm-hmm. You know, and the word gets around. I mean, the the need is so big in the community. You know, it, they have their own little grapevine. And when they find out that uh, there's a service like this available, they go out and they tell their friends and they call each other and they say, you know. And so so they will be there. I, w- I would imagine, Elaine, it's kind of like what you face every day here at ABC. Uh, we, we don't suffer from a lack of calls for service. Right, right. right. No, what we true. suffer from is, is yeah. a lack of resources exactly. sometimes. People right. don't exactly call what us it is. because they're having a good day because right. things are going well. You know, it's a, there's utility exactly services have been turned off. They don't have the health insurance, mm-hmm. and things are going sideways in their lives. So we, we, we do know that, and, um, yeah. You know, uh Yamalette was talking earlier about the hard times that we're kind of going through. And right now, with all the, the foreclosures and the people losing their jobs, uh, uh, our community is really in need. And uh, a service like this is very vital at this time. Let's uh, let's look down the road for the Latino Emergency Council, El Concilio. What do you see for the future? Uh, I mean, b- b- both of you are are very ingrained in our community, and, and you've established trust and highly respected. What do you see happening down the road? What are some of maybe some of the new vistas that you'll be looking at here in the next couple of years? Yeah. Well, let me start out. 
One of the things is, is our particular program is very unique in that it's really a model program. It really hasn't been done in very many areas. And a lot of areas are looking to us. And the fact that we were able to receive this award with this partnership in our county shows it shows the need and it shows that in, you know it shows the willingness of the community to be there but we're trying to do things right we're setting up the organization the structure uh, the whole communication process because we know we're being a model and we know that that uh, we're we're like the cookie cutter we're the original cookie uh, cutter here and we know that there's other areas throughout uh, California throughout the country that may start looking at areas like this because it is unique awesome yeah, Lord, what are some of the challenges in uh, in getting the word out to the Latino community, uh, whether it's a disaster or it's you know getting the word out about the CERT training? What are some of the challenges that we face as a community in, in reaching out? Well, one of the things is that sometimes people are fearful, and um, sometimes they're fearful of um, what is going to be asked of them, and not in a bad way as like what they're going to commit to do, but more or less what is it that they need to provide um, in in, in, in just to build that credibility, that trust. trust. And um, the Latino community trusts schools, trusts the fire department. So those are the things that we're, we're definitely working with. The That's why we, we take Binational Health Fair to the school. Um, we And they're already familiarized with that. But as far as challenges, communication, um, I really feel that, you know, we work really well through El Concilio. I work really well with Univision. I work really well with the various different radio stations. And Latinos are very visual and audible. So if you have access to radio stations and TV, um, you have it made. Mm. You really, truly do. Mm. And, um, of course, you know, there's there's definitely a wave coming in of um, the social network. The, the, yeah. the social yeah. networks is also yeah. huge. And the kids are, are having access to that. So I know that social network is also, um, you know, like a Facebook is very, very valuable. And um, that's why through LEC we're, we have a, a, a page now through Facebook. Thanks so, to Yamile. Yes. So <laughs> if people want to have access yeah. to that, they can. Um, it's under LEC, then space com. So that's also a good one to to look into. Again, it's um, you look you actually do a search. It's kind of like a personal search. You do LEC and then space com, um, and that's how you can have access also to learn more. You know, one of the things that Yamalette said here that is really really important. It's about communication, and that's because we forget that sometimes the Latino community. The way they communicate and the way they understand and the way they're receptive of information is totally different than a lot of the other communities. Mm -hmm. And Yamalette was talking about being visual and audio and so forth. But sometimes the way you communicate to them is 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 not going on the radio. A lot of times it's, it's the churches. Mm -hmm. And, and you, you, you need to remember that the three things that the Latino community are always uh, very interested in, one is family, the other is food, and the other is, is, is sports, like soccer for their kids and education. And if you can communicate through those means and keep that in mind, then you're more likely to, to make a direct connection with them. There is not one stream that will do it, is there? Nope. You really no. have to look at no, all of it. Yeah, you really have to have access to it all. And we're just so blessed that, you know, we're working together. We can definitely do that. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we were talking about in the conference time in Washington was the trust 
and the relationship and the partnership, very, very important, no matter where we live and what culture that we are dealing with. But um, we were talking about the fact that, and this goes back to um, what we have said before, and in my sharing, uh, what I said to them was that people really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, I think that holds true. We have about two minutes left. time kind of flies here. Uh, once again, uh, let's give you the phone number uh, to contact Yamilet on, on a couple of different fronts here, both f- for the Binational uh, Health Week and, and the kickoff there on October 2nd, and uh, also for just the wonderful opportunities that uh, that there are to partner with yes. the Latino Emergency uh, Council and, and El Concilio. Again, her number, 209-338-5716. That's 209-338-5716. i got to think that there uh, probably are, are some folks listening uh, who are at least bilingual, and uh, perhaps you could uh, give them a message in Spanish and, and uh, just encourage them That's to, right. uh, to reach you. out and partner in the community. Thank you. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Thank you, Elaine. Mm. Um, It's an absolute uh, pleasure to um, have an opportunity to communicate and express um, some of the things that are are going on in in the um, community that I serve. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Alvino, how about a final word from you in Espanol? In Espanol. Sí, uh, es que me da mucho alegre hasta las que y, y queremos decirle a, a, a todo el público y toda la gente que están oyéndonos que nosotros estamos a, a, con el, el, el grupo el LEC y lo estamos haciendo para ayudar a la gente y para, y para tener un sistema para cuando hay una, una emergencia que pueden hablar y, y, y pueden saber lo que está pasando y si oyen a, a la gente o, o, o gente de este grupo que, que ellos le, le ayudan con las direcciones a, a, en qué hacer. Amen. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Balvino Yamilet. And to all of you listening, wherever you are, thank you to you as well. And until next time, join us again here on Lighthouse Live, and may God continue to bless you. Rock.